Three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this podcast. It's called Freedom of a Good Home. If you haven't heard it before, it's fucking great. My name's Michael Hing, <laughs> and joining me, as always, is a man who delayed today's recording because of a, a run-in with an electrician. It's Ben Jenkins. Hello, Ben. <laughs> that sounds like I hit an electrician with my car. <laughs> yeah, well, did you? Did you, Ben? Is that what you did? Well, look, I don't want to get into it. No, uh, I didn't. Let's bring in our guest. Mm-hmm. And then we can talk about why my PowerPoints don't work, okay? He's been on the podcast before. Um, since mm-hmm. then, he's debuted at number 40 on the ARIA charts. Mm-hmm. It is... Uh, uh, it is... Well, I'm trying to think of a funny thing to say. It's Kevin Parker from Tame Impala. No, it's not. It's Tom Carty. Hello, Tom. <laughs> I'm good. Um, hello. You didn't ask me how I was. I just said... No, I didn't. I was, just leapt right in yeah, there. I thought about doing Kevin Parker impersonation. Then I thought, never heard him speak, so I won't. <laughs> <laughs> Just play some fat tubular um, riffs, baby. If I turn um, it uh, so top, top. top forty, Tom Carty. That's huge. I don't know. If, I think you're probably too young to remember Rick D's in the weekly <laughs> top forty. But this was a huge part of my childhood. Or and alternatively, Ugly Phil in the top forty. <laughs> yeah, I think on was, Today FM. Yeah, uh, that, that's massive. You're, you're, I mean, like, let's do the plug now because I have a feeling, Michael. I, you know I don't like to disparage our listeners because I think they're just some of the most beautiful, caring people we you, you, you'd ever you'd ever you could ever ask you, for. You'd ever be fortunate enough to meet. Mm. But I think that scum sometimes when they hear the Pina Colada song come in and they know that people are about to do plugs, mm. they rip their headphones from their ears. <laughs> and, and they throw their phones into the ocean. It's had <laughs> every, a pandemic. It's been happening a lot. But Tom. Every time. And so I don't I wanna do that up I wanna do that. Now, now. And don't you avo- fucking don't you fucking hit the skip button on this, all right? You hit the skip button. If you I hit the skip button. God, I, will I will throw your phone. Into, I will come to you and I will throw yeah. your phone in the ocean. Hing will uh, hit the fucking roof. Tom Carty, you've gone viral on um, several different social medias now for your, I guess, uh, what is it? Kids' yeah. music you do? Is that what yeah. you do? It's, it's, it's like wiggles. <laughs> it's awful, awful music. Someone would write if they wanted their parents to like kind of be proud of them, but not. Like have to be proud how? because of what it's has happened and how many people listened. But the content wise, <laughs> the opposite. What do you want TikTok? How? Are you at a million yet on TikTok? Nah, I'm on eight hundred thousand. But boy, oh, I'm pathetic. I'm hungry for a million. I am Fuck. pathetic. Fuck. How do your How do your parents feel about? This? Oh, they love it. They're actually genuinely so proud. As I, I've made a joke about it once, my mum is like a doctor and my sister's a doctor lawyer. And you didn't ask me about mm-hmm. my sister, but I just thought I'd say it anyway. Sure. So, and what context. are you different? Just, just and you play plinky plonks for a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yes, it is, it's, it's my favorite thing to do ever. Uh, but no, they're really they're very proud. My mum did turn to me once after showing her a video, and she loves it. And she think you know parents think their kids are clever. She was like, "This is good, mm. but Tom." are you sure this is what you want ever to be known for? <laughs> I was like, this is the first time you've ever said anything like this. So I will assess it. But yes, the answer is yes. I sort of, I sort of feel like I'm just thinking about it now. If I had um, viral, uh, a viral hit with a song uh, in, in the vein of Tom Carty, mm. I feel like my parents would be similar to yours. I feel like the emotion we're going for is like how I would feel if Moses grew up to like, grow the world's largest pumpkin you know what i mean <laughs> and there was I'd an be like, app that was like everyone loves pumpkins and it was like well we love well, pumpkins i'd be like you're clearly really good at something that i never considered 
anybody <laughs> would be good at. You know what I mean? Like it didn't really, it didn't really yeah. get on my radar, and, yeah. and clearly, like this is affording you some success and renown. I guess what we're asking, Tom, is next year, twenty twenty two. Will we see you on the back of a wagon at the Easter show? Because that's... Um, we should actually say what the thing is. Uh, so, Tom, obviously... It's it this beautiful, enormous, juicy pumpkin that Tom <laughs> has grown. Pe- uh, people would know you as, as, as for a number of things. Obviously, your viral fame on TikTok, on Twitter, on Instagram. People might also know you as the musician in Dragon Friends uh, for the last couple mm-hmm. of seasons. People um, might know you from the Lulu Rays. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one would know you from that. Come on, let's be honest. Uh, Michael, don't, <laughs> don't, don't don't be silly. Some people would know me from the Triple J uh, sequel thing that you hold me hostage on some That's weeks. That's true. One, and one day we will get you back as soon as uh, we're allowed to have people in the building again. But you've released a brand new um, an EP. It's called Artificial, Artificial Intelligence. There's 10 beautiful tracks on it. Some is that them, an EP? Is that an EP? It's, I think it's an album, to be honest. I think I just didn't want to be an asshole because I think it's really up yourself to release an album as the first thing you do. Uh, yeah, call it an EP. I'd say this as is, an industry insider, call it an EP. Yeah. Um, this is a kind of neurosis that, again, I didn't know existed. This is like if somebody was like, oh, I'm worried about the Swedish pumpkin judge because, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? This is, this uh, is very Well, anyway, Tom, can't wait for your debut album. That's going to come in yeah, this yeah. time or in probably in 18 months. But for now mm. the ep is very good 10 tracks on it and uh some of them people would might have heard before on as as viral hits um things like why am i anxious etc but it's also mm. meant that you've started getting some play on on triple j for uh for for, for this music which is kind of cool yeah which 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 song gets gets air time um there's two of them so far why am i anxious which is you know everyone mm-hmm. everyone gets anxious and then another one's called mixed messages which is like i guess mm. the closest to sort of like a dancey Sort yeah. of song, but also the the second half of it, it's a three minute song, is all about just punching a dad in the dick. Like, oh, honestly, <laughs> that's the only thing it's about. When did you release this, Tom? How long ago? Um, about about a week now, maybe two weeks. Yeah, last yeah, last um, Friday. I, I um, cool. so it. it's about ten days or so ago. Since then, I have not played a single song of Tom's on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> and you have you have you have the ability to do so every day of the any week. Moment I could. Yeah. No, he came on the show when I was still away, so um, he did his little interview and whatnot, and people people loved it. Michael um, keeps anyway. calling it. Can I tell you something else? Lewis actually, when he called me up to talk about it before, he said this little interview, this little album. He got. I'm sorry for calling it a little, a little album, a little EP. And I just noticed that all the Triple J presenters call my things little. Yeah, oh, it's, it's, because, it's, a... it's because Michael's fucking Grima worm tonguing next to them, <laughs> sowing the seeds. Sorry, Tom. It's no, I, mean, no. l- l- I, I, I got to be honest. On like, if I look, if I look across <laughs> my calendar right now, you know, very soon I'm interviewing Lord. So you know, it's um, your album's little. Do you know what oh, I mean? Let me so... tell you, if I walk across a camera at the beach with no pants on as well, maybe you'll put me, and I'll be a bit big shot, huh? <laughs> <laughs> there's churches on, on this board I'm looking at right now. There's churches, there's Lord, mm-hmm. and then last week there was Tom Carty. So, do you understand? Mm-hmm. Like, you I know, want you to know that everything I do is in spite of you, Michael Hing, and the, <laughs> any success I get is going to be in direct contradiction to what you think. Man, um, people, honestly, people like Spite gets a bad um, rep. Mm. Like, Spite is, just, is a really good motivator. It's almost think, a sin, and yet, you know, so many great <laughs> things happen, you know? I think spite. if you can, like, properly learn to harm your spite in a kind of have you ever done that uh, Ben have you ever have, what's the what's the what's the best thing you've done t- out of spite I, I tell you what the best thing I've done out of spite and this is like this is like slightly um this is slightly mitigated now because I, I I'm vaping now but about <laughs> 10 
I mean, I mean, every achievement in my life is mitigated because I'm vaping. <laughs> It's the it's the it's the uh, melon scented cloud that hangs over all my achievements, but um, <laughs> but about ten years ago, mm. uh, I was a very heavy smoker. Uh, I smoked like a pack and a half a day, mm-hmm. and I was working on one of my first TV jobs for the Chaser, and Chaz Lichardello. I told Chaz that I was quitting smoking, and Chaz, who didn't know me very well at all, mm. uh, <laughs> just said, uh, "Yeah, it won't stick." Um, <laughs> yes, I've, I've seen your type before. Yeah, he said you're not. I mean, it. like it was like a pretty good assessment of me at that time because I had zero impulse impulse control. In many ways, still don't. Um, I would sit at my oh, desk. You're vaping? Eat- did you say you're vaping now? <laughs> I would sit at my desk at the Chaser eating um, boxes of Maltesers, <laughs> which, which, which Chaz, I think it was Chaz, remarked, "I didn't know you could get those outside of a cinema." Uh, And he was The the funny thing about this is And it's like one of those interesting Kind of Greek tragedy fate stories That that Chaz would have been right If he hadn't said that But Mm. because he said that I was so motivated by spite That I quit smoking for 10 years Only to take up vaping about two months ago (laughs) See, uh, Tom, do you think that's Does that strike you as spite to me? That feels like I don't know if that's Quite as spiteful as it could be. It it seems almost it's more, it's more competitive than spite. What do you think, Tom? I get the vibe because I also try to quit smoking quite a lot, and it is only do when you smoke. Someone... I had no idea you smoked. Uh, I've never seen you with a cigarette. Yeah, that's because I I don't do it. My my what I consider smoking is a lot less than what a lot of people do. But no, I agree. Sure. There is this competition. It's almost I don't know whether it's with yourself, but basically, Ben, you've. You've let us know that if we want you to quit vaping, we have to get one of the chasers to say that you'll never quit vaping. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be Australia. It's they've got to. You have to have won a logie yeah. to yeah. Um, to get. Well, ben I know. To quit, uh, I know. Uh, I know. Craig listens to the show sometimes, so <laughs> that that's that's not an invitation to come round to my house and hassle me about vaping, Craig. Um, Very anyway, eco-friendly is vaping. Um, so. Yes. So we should say the other the, the the album sorry the EP is called Artificial Intelligence. Oh go fucking! And, go out and get it if, now. As if this guy could release an album. Uh, you know I know I mean? he's not he's not ready for an album. <laughs> let's be honest. Um, uh, but also there's merch and stuff available for you, Tom. Which I you know one of the things I like is that you've released this as a as a vinyl, which is coming. Yeah, up, right? oh, I was talked into that as well. Like I didn't. It's a fun. It's a fun thing, you know. Yeah, um, I'm gonna get it on vinyl. Um, <laughs> which which made fact, me I... think. Well, it made me think. Ben, should we start releasing our podcast on vinyl? <laughs> you know, fuck, that would be funny. Which we should pick one episode, release it on vinyl, and it'll yeah. we'll be able to charge like forty bucks for it or something. Let's let's pick a real dud. <laughs> <laughs> that episode where Ben Russell was kind of drunk. We could do that one. <laughs> Just release that. Something where I yeah, where I really wasn't into it, let's say. Why don't you do a and release a best bit best of? So you just do the best segments of like Yeah, but then thing. we've got to listen back to our podcast, you know what I mean? Oh my Final god, Hing, guys, guys, can you imagine? I want you to picture this. You're on a date with somebody <laughs> and, and it's going it's going really well. And you go back to their house and they make you a whiskey sour and they go, Would you like to listen to some music? And you notice they've got a wonderful vinyl collection. And then they put on <laughs> the best bits of Free to a Good Home on vinyl before sort of Huey Lewis and the newsing you <laughs> through American Psycho. You know what? If you, just to save us doing it, if you like this podcast and there are bits of this podcast that you like and you have access to rudimentary um, uh, audio editing equipment, 
please mm-hmm. cut out some cut out anything you've liked. Cut out any clip you've liked <laughs> and then and- hurl it into the ocean. <laughs> Send it to us, and we'll make we'll make. Well, I reckon by the end of this year, maybe maybe but maybe I reckon I want to do this. I want to release a best of free to a good home on vinyl. Oh um, my god! See love- how many of them we sell. Um, you know, we'll work out how to. I I honestly have no idea how to do it. I we'll love how much out. you're trying to get everyone else to do the work for you. You may as well be like, hey, if you get the best bits, put them on vinyl, sell <laughs> and then give sell them no, to sell them to people and give us the money. Listening to my horrible voice on a podcast, but I will. I will. Or, I love. I love systems. Obviously, uh-huh. I love. I love chains of manufacture. So I uh-huh. would happily um, uh, organize and produce the uh, production of an album. How uh, long's on, one? On how long's one album side? It's about forty minutes. It's not half an no, hour. No. So this is what I was talking to the vinyl people the other day. My thing. That's why it is kind of an EP because it's only like twenty-five minutes long, right? Mm. Um, if you have oh. each side at eighteen minutes, the longer each side is, the less high quality the music is because as you get closer to the middle the you have like less less space for the the spinny things but it still has yeah. to spin at the same distance so it actually gets more shit so 18 Compressed. minutes something like that yeah so we got 36 well, minutes we have 36 minutes of gold we can put on this fucking podcast. yeah because we're obviously going to want a lot of very high fidelity so. i would say um uh if, if i just had to start it up i would say um the, that bit with Cam James, one or two of Booby Doo, that really made one me laugh. One or two of Booby Doo. Uh, uh, Guy Montgomery um, uh, pissing himself when he farted or whatever it was. Squeaking, Hing, uh, holding his dick. <laughs> Hing, do you think Do you think maybe you listing your favourite parts of your own podcast should mm. also go on the vinyl? I hope so. This will be the intro. <laughs> this will be the intro. Um, anyway, that's enough plugs. Ben. Tell us about yeah. this electrician who you had, who you hit with your car this morning. I didn't do such a thing. We have. I, th- <laughs> I, th- I think he's. I think he's still here. We. Uh, my house uh, is uh, every time something goes wrong with the electricity in my house, an electrician comes and they always at some point say something like, "Huh, that's interesting," <laughs> <laughs> because I think the man who owned this house before us mm. was a builder. We've spoken about him. Yeah, was a was a builder. Was crucially. Not an electrician, and he did all the wiring himself. Oh. So I've never seen the wiring to my house. Uh, I'm I'm assured by one electrician that it's not going to kill any members of my family. And yet, but, and <laughs> but I am also reasonably sure that it is some sort of like. Remember the game, The Incredible Machine. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think in my walls are basically. That yeah, like there's, a, I, there's a goldfish I, bowl and a mouse trap and I've, a bowling ball. I've been ball to that... Ben's house and it's the only house I've been to where every light switch is its own Rube Goldberg machine. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really quite elaborate. Uh, so but what was wrong this time? We don't know, Michael. We're going to have to um, take a look effect, at that. What was the what was the problem you're experiencing? Well, nothing in our kitchen works, and that oh, includes I don't okay. know. I don't want to boast too much, guys, but I have a fridge in my kitchen, uh-huh. uh, which is full of things that. That ideally stay cool. That's why you put things in the fridge. You know what I mean? Famously, um, famously, milk, meat, um, yogurt, uh, which is a, a subset of milk. That sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so that's all spoiling uh, as we speak. So um, good to look, know. I've had a bit of a morning, but guys, can I just say it's a pleasure to be making a podcast um, <laughs> while this all happens. Um, uh, if anyone listens to Dragon Friends, uh, the most recent episode of Dragon Friends, another podcast we do, Ben recorded in his uh, car uh, did, on the street. Mm. On the uh, street, out the front of my house. Yeah. And I would say it's a pleasure, to, Ben, to have you here uh, recording in what looks like a bedroom, a regular room. 
It's funny because Michael and Tom, you were in that record too, briefly, because Hing killed you immediately. But um, when I was recording that in my car, um, Alex Lee made the observation because she could see me. We like to see each other when we're recording. She could see me in my car and she said, it looks less like you're recording a podcast and more like you're recording a manifesto before you blow up a government building. (laughs) Uh, It's not a good look, guys. It's not a good look recording something in your car. Um, Guys, can I just um, offer up um, to Tom and to and to you, Hing, and to mm-hmm. our listeners, um, a little segment I like to call Snack Report. May I do that? All I've right, never asked permission before, Come but on, let's uh, get this. okay, guys. Well, What's as your you know, Snack Report today. As I just said, no power in our kitchen, so uh, typically I will have peanut butter on toast or maybe uh-huh. some porridge for breakfast. Both of these things require um, power. Uh, to make. So um, instead what I'm eating is I'm eating a peanut butter sandwich. Now here's the funny thing about that, Michael, um, and stay with me. Um, peanut butter on toast, Yeah. that's that's a breakfast staple. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. You know what I mean? If you say to somebody, I'm eating peanut butter on toast for breakfast, they're not even going to, they're going to say, why'd you bring that up? You know, Tom, they're going to say... Uh, Many of our listeners are probably saying that in their minds right now. <laughs> <laughs> they get angry, probably. <laughs> Yeah, they'd be like, "Do you have any any useful information to impart to me?" But 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 guys, eating a peanut butter sandwich for breakfast, I think that gives some people pause. I don't Do think you... I, under, I don't think I understand the difference. What are you talking that's about? Ins- you don't, that's that's insane su- to say. No, no, the- it's in. It's in. <laughs> sorry, I understand that like toast is through the toaster, <laughs> and, and, good, then you put, good. <laughs> and, and a sandwich is presumably untoasted. Not but, presumably, but but functionally, mm-hmm. I don't know. I honestly can't think of what the difference would be. Is it the bread's slightly less... The, the bread's raw, that's it. Well, Michael, we're making the same point here. That's my point. My point is that it's basically the same meal. But if you tell somebody... If somebody says, hey, what'd you have for breakfast? If you're on, on, on set, for example, mm. Michael, as I know you've been on, on Stan's uh, limited series, uh, The Other Guy, and the sound guy mics you up and to test your levels, yeah. he says, uh, okay, just say what you had for breakfast. And you say, I had a peanut butter sandwich. I think that sound guy is going to go. Hang on, what? Like, I'm I, not really, I'm not really meant to enter into this because it's really? just for testing levels, and your levels are fine. But you had a what for breakfast, Tom? Am I off? No, here? no, I agree with you. It will be a bit strange because who who has any sandwich for breakfast? Well, exactly, yeah. exactly. You know what I mean? Maybe the Dutch do. Mm. <laughs> it sounds like something the Dutch <laughs> would do. Can I? Oh shit! May- Sorry. Speaking of, um, <laughs> Sorry, yes. Tom. You, I yeah, no, go on. I just wanted to you go quick, to- quickly add that I also, for some reason, imagine it's not a far cry to. Imagine you, Ben, eating a peanut butter sandwich for some reason, just chomping into it. White yeah. bread. <laughs> Honestly, I, I think Ben's diet is mostly things that you could have eaten for, quote, little lunch. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> That's it. That's the thing. Yeah. You were wearing a Legionnaire's cap as well. <laughs> it's like, ben, if, like, honestly, Ben, you could tell me you were eating anything that is the food that a seven to a nine year old yeah. would love. And I'd be like, yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. That's Ben's diet. Yeah. Um, but speaking of the Dutch, yeah, very, no, very no, importantly, and we will get to the podcast very, very soon. We've done Follow. something that's, that's, that's a classic radio trick. What you do, and Tom, Hing knows this because he's a professional radio. I know this because I hang around with Hing, but it's called the Dutch tease. <laughs> and you say something like, speaking of the Dutch, mm. and then you just talk about a sandwich for about a minute. <laughs> and meanwhile, meanwhile, your audience are going What's fucking Dutch thing? What's this feral. Dutch? Okay. They are... Pulling their hair out. They are um, taking their shirts off. You know what I mean? Mm. This is super exciting. Basically, Free to a Good Home has gone global in a way we... <laughs> and, I know rec- and I know technically the podcast is global because it's available anywhere on the planet if you can get the internet. Mm-hmm. But 
we have become a, 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 a what I would describe as maybe a syndicated uh, podcast, potentially. Well, no, Michael, because if we're syndicated, that means we get some sort of um, money or stake. Sure, okay. In we're, the syndication. We're, a, we're a franchise for free podcast, then maybe. Basically, we're a, we're a pirated franchise in many ways. <laughs> a man in the Netherlands uh, by the name of Sam Ramsdonk has made a Dutch version of our podcast, mm-hmm. the Dutch language version of our podcast. Now, he, he got in contact with us and asked mm-hmm. us um, some some uh, tips on how to make Free to a Good Home. And um, I respect ask- this from... Yeah, I respect this from Sam, and maybe this is a this is a trait of the Dutch because he got in contact with us and did not ask permission, oh. just asked for advice on how to make our show. <laughs> so now there is a du- so if you speak Dutch, there is a Dutch language version of Free to a Good Home, and I can't. I I honestly, I'm I'm so sorry, but I don't speak Dutch, so I can't actually tell you what it's um, what the actual title of it is in Dutch. It's I, I'll try and read it out, but um, mm-hmm. I I'm I'm not um. I'm frankly not um, Dutch. linguistically skilled enough, but Wait, it's something like. What? Sorry, do you speak Dutch, Tom? No, I just thought you. I always thought you were Dutch. I thought Hing was a Dutch name. No, yeah, no, no. That was very my Chinese. impression until until very late in our friendship. Yeah, it's called. It's called Het Gat in the Markt podcast, mm-hmm. uh, and it's have you uh, have you have you run that through Google Translate, mate? Uh, no, yeah, it's something about being a pedophile. No. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, let me do that now. Uh, can I say, just while I really like that he emailed and said, can I have tips, not permission? It's like calling McDonald's and being like, hey, how do you make the Big Macs? <laughs> how, what's the best way to do it? Because I'm going to. It seems to be called Hull in the Market podcast, but I don't know gap if that's in the a market, direct... Michael. Yeah. Michael, it's a gap in the market. Yeah, okay. Okay, good to know. <laughs> that makes sense. Um uh, anyway. And it's, un- it's undeniably accurate because there is a gap in the market for a Dutch language free to a good home because you won't get off your lazy fucking ass and <laughs> learn Dutch. I think this is another opportunity for us. If you speak a language other than English and would like to make free to a good home in a language that is not English, uh, please go ahead and do it. I, I, I would love our podcast to be not necessarily the world's most popular podcast, but certainly the podcast that is uh, imitated the most in as many different languages as we could. We've run like one that. so far. Um, Guys, yeah. would you like one to kick off this uh, this pod? Let's go. Yeah. All right. This is from um, a beautiful part of Australia. Uh, I like to call because that's its name, Brisbane. Hello, Brisbane. Uh, this is posted um, in Reddit, like r slash Brisbane, where all the pe- the wonderful people of Brisbane gather to um, talk about all things Brisbane. Mm-hmm. And um, the post goes like this. It's It's got an ambitious title. It's probably a long sh- shot. But screw it. All right. Does anyone have a female cockatiel that they are willing to let my male cockatiel mate with? Huh. I'm not wanting it with intentions of breeding. I just want him to get laid. <laughs> oh, now that's what <laughs> you call bugger. a wingman. <laughs> oh. Um, hey, Tom, can I have a word with you? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to actually interrupt you there because I thought Hing might say it and I really wanted it. Really wanted that one. Um, yeah. Um, I don't have any intention of breeding. I just want him to get laid. Poor bugger hasn't lost his virginity and I think it's about time he does. Yes, I'm being serious. Okay, so for international listeners, they might not know a cockatiel is a type of bird in Australia. Um, mm-hmm. It's a beautiful bird. Yeah, it has sort of a yellow head, doesn't it? I'd have sex with a cockatiel. Mm. Well, don't say that into a microphone. <laughs> um, interesting. If uh, there's no, they don't. Have, we don't have contraception for birds, do we? 
Like, because he says, I don't want this to be a breeding exercise. But ha- but unless you're going to, like, make Put the a little bird, bird condom. Pull, pull out of the cloaca or something. <laughs> is, I don't know. This is too graphic. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, a good point, Michael. Like, you're not really in control of whether or not it is a mate. How do birds have... Tom, do you know how birds have sex? Yeah, just the usual way. Yeah, they share some <laughs> seed in a cage and then one of them will put on uh, the best of <laughs> um, Free to a Good Home on bird vinyl. Yeah, and that's that's the one that's in bird language. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, do you guys want to know how birds have sex? Oh, endlessly. <laughs> okay. I would love to know that. So this is off uh, livescience.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, unlike mammals, most male birds do not have penises. Instead, both male and female oh, birds have on. what's known as, as a cloaca. Wait, did you say the birds don't have dicks? Apparently. Apparently. I they, thought... have, they have... They have um, why? Have you, eaten a, have you eaten bird penis before? I have, and now I'm wondering what was I putting in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so during mating season, the, clo- the cloacal openings of both male and female birds swell, protruding slightly outside their bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then they rub their swollen cloacas together, and then that's... and then uh, the This is earth-shattering to me. Yeah. I've gone 34 years thinking that birds had dicks. Oh, I probably didn't... I probably got to, like, five and went... <laughs> I reckon birds have dicks. <laughs> and then I made it all the way to 34, 29 years later. I feel like uh, um, avian sex has come up before on the podcast. Uh, oh, I mean, like, look. It's I mean, everything's come up on the podcast before. mad libs at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, the male perches atop the female who moves her tail feathers to the side to expose a cloaca. And then arching the back, the male rubs his cloaca against hers, depositing uh, semen. This is a delicate balancing act. And can often take several attempts before resulting in successful copulation. Do they um, do it in the air while they're flying? I don't think so. I think this is a. Um, I don't think it's like a, a fucking fighter jet being refueled. You're thinking think of that very is... romantic Ben, like of when eagles or something like dive bomb while they're doing a fuck. Is that what, <laughs> yeah, yeah, wouldn't that be beautiful? Yeah. But instead of just an awkward uh, balancing nerd being like, <laughs> speaking of, <laughs> this is this a crazy thought? You know how um, humans. Regularly mm. are on the ground, mm. right? And then for a bit of <laughs> yeah, excitement, it's like one of our favorite places to be. <laughs> for a bit of excitement, they might jump from a high spot like a plane and pretend they're flying, right? Okay. Do yep. you think birds feel the same rush of adrenaline walking on the ground that we do <laughs> jumping out of a plane? What <laughs> do you reckon? Stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, do you man, think it's why it's why you see all those thrill seeker birds with their little boarding passes at the airport? <laughs> because <laughs> getting on a plane is the ultimate. Um, sort of radical act for a bird. I think a bird jumping out of a bus would be the thrill that we feel jumping out of a plane. Do you mean a moving bus? A moving bus. Like mean- a, a bus going like 80 kilometres an hour and a bird like gets thrown out the window. I think that's what we feel jumping out of a plane for a bird. Michael, I haven't really given a lot of thought to how uh, thrill-seeking <laughs> birds get their thrills. but um, and I, and, I, and I admit that what I'm doing here is I'm... Um, I'm identifying a lot of problems without identifying any solutions, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's getting off a bus. <laughs> I think okay. it's more like, I know, I understand what Ben's saying, and I think it's probably closer to when you're in the car with a fly and you open your window and it gets sucked out. Right. And okay. then, That's I, thrilling. This, yeah. For me. Yeah. Do you know what I think it is, guys? Do you know what I think it is? Mm-hmm. I think King's close, actually. I've been dismissive <laughs> of it, but now that I'm thinking of it... Well, well, I, well. well. <laughs> I think it's the it's the rush and the thrill of being inside. Oh, yeah. You ever, you ever seen a bird in a food court? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. They are having a time. <laughs> is that, <laughs> you know is that I mean? why they shit themselves so much? Because they're having such a good time. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's a great, that's a, that is a great shout, Ben. Um, anyway, think, if you're a I bird think... listening to this podcast, feel free to get in touch and tell us about the thrills you've seeked, you've sought. Absolutely. You've sought. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Um, Mikey or Tom, do you have an ad uh, you'd like to share? Yeah, with Tom, us? go for it. All right, cool. So this one's um, a cool Facebook, uh, Facebook Marketplace. Uh, this is Tiffany & Co. I Love You Beaded Edge Bangle. It's a very nice yeah. silver bangle. And it's been sent in by Bree. Thank you, Bree. Oh, yes. Thank you, Bree. Thanks, Bree. Uh, the description of this. Now, it's really nice. I'll just describe it for you. It's a nice silver bangle. It's got like this nice sort of like divots around the side. It says, uh-huh. I love you. It's a- oh, you love a divot on a bangle. I it's love worth, it. It's worth about 300 bucks, it seems, which is which is nice. Yeah. Did you want to read this one, Michael? No, I'm just, I'm just adding <laughs> no, I'm the joking. details that I'm you're jo- skipping I'm over. joking. I'm getting that. I'm joking. I'm, I'm joking. just skipping. Uh, the description is, okay, first of all, never worn, which is great. Uh, it's nice metal. Uh, there's a lot of bullshit. Now, there's the <laughs> engravings on this is good. Four times I love you on the outside of the bangle, which is good. Four of them. Uh-huh. Okay. And then on the inside, but one that says forever dad. Huh. Okay. Yeah. And this is now being sold for three hundred bucks. Um, that's a that's a relatively specific um, set of circumstances that would that would require you to buy that bank. And may I also, s- say, never worn. Yeah, never worn. Yeah. See, that's interesting because usually, usually when people are are, are selling uh, secondhand jewelry on mm. on Facebook Marketplace or whatever. Uh, it pristine, like never worn. It's usually like the engagement was called off or whatever. But like outside of like a baby shoes never worn situation, which I don't really want to think about. <laughs> what? <laughs> how can you buy a bangle for your daughter and be like, this is no longer relevant? Okay, well, here's thing. my question. Do you think okay. this is being sold by, I imagine, the father who's giving it to the daughter? Oh. Or is it being sold by the daughter who's received it from the father? Fuck. And which is sadder? Because you just say just say you don't get along with your dad. He turns up at your house one day with a bangle and he gives it to you and you go, fuck you, get out of my life, and then you sell it. That's one thing. But mm-hmm. imagine if uh, if you, you know, uh, turn up with the little bangle, your daughter, and she goes, get fucked, and you don't even get to give it to her, and then you've got to go home, and then you've got to put it on Facebook Marketplace. This is why I want to know who actually posted it to be sold because I think that's mm-hmm. re- very relevant. May I suggest yeah. an alternate... A theory here you guys are both going because it's a bangle you've made some assumptions um and i'll forgive you for it that the the, the, the daughter yeah, that's fine the daughter oh. is wearing it maybe the dad's this is the dad's bangle maybe this is a real hip dad i love oh, you forever okay dad. and this is bought for the dad and the dad went hey guess what oh and he's a bit of a you know show he's like i'm not wearing a bloody silver bangle because i'm a man and i hate my daughter so, <laughs> so hang on. In your mind, the the it's a sentence that continues from the outside to the inside. So it goes, "Love you, love you, love you, love you, love you forever." Dad. I think so because otherwise, it's saying, "I love you." There's no comma forever, 
dad. Oh, there's no comma? No, it's just... No, it's just forever dad. But no also, comma. that's an interesting thing as well, because I love you, and then maybe it's a different sentence. Forever dad. That's just a, I, the forever dad. Mm. I don't know. Mm. That's my favorite um, uh, youth group song. Forever, forever Young. <laughs> Fuck Alpha. It's Alphaville, guys. The youth group requires a cover. It's okay. It's I okay. I couldn't think though. of it in time. <laughs> well, let me. Ben, can do I you ask? Do have any jewelry yeah. that was given no, to Tom you was going to ask Michael. Oh. Tom was going to ask me a question. <laughs> yeah. Tom. 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 Um, I was just going <laughs> to ask Ben, just as a as a daddy, uh, would you wear a bangle that says "I love you forever, Dad"? That just might give us an if, insight. I mean, if crucially, if my son gave it to me, yes. what if, if Tom and I else? chipped in for it and got you? <laughs> yeah. Would you wear it? If if you both chipped in, sorry, I just need to make sure I'm understanding the question here. Tom if and I go both, hard. If we bought this exact wear, bangle for you, would you wear it? Right, and you split it down the middle. You paid 150 dollars each. <laughs> yeah, and we turned up to your house and said, "Ben, we got this for you." Yeah. Okay, and it says, love you, love you, love you, love you, forever, dad. Yeah, no, I, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. And on the inside, it says, forever, dad. Okay, I, I mean, I'd be grateful, of course, mm-hmm. straight uh-huh. away. Thank you um, for this. We've spent $150 nice. each on this. Yep. Yeah, is that what you're telling me? Mm-hmm. Because that's tacky. We give you a receipt. <laughs> I, give you a, I give you a screenshot of the um, <laughs> Facebook Marketplace transaction. Okay, so I guess my 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 question would would be uh, to what does this refer, fellas? The like, podcast we bought it for you because we did it on the podcast, Ben. Yeah, but who's the dad in this? Because I'm not your dad, and you're not my dad. Well, you're our so, dad, aren't you? Well, I am a dad, but no, like very few people. In fact, one person out of like six billion on the planet calls me dad. But Ben, you're so, like, you're our forever dad. Is that? <laughs> That's why right, it's in the okay. inside. And we you're also, the only and, da- uh, to be fair, you're the only dad on this podcast. Mm. Uh, yeah, but again, I, I don't, I don't see why that would be that you call me forever dad. If you mm. don't do Brent? this, then I'm gonna have to go and have a baby and wear this because I spent 150 dollars on it. Yeah, do you want Tom? To, uh, Tom's not right to be a father. I'm not right see, to be now a father. That's, that's an interesting thing to do out of spite. <laughs> 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 I think somebody's forever dad sounds like, um, mm. sounds like. Something that you would find in a basement after the FBI raids it. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like Norman Bates had a forever mother. Speaking of uh, things to do out of spite, just quickly. Yeah. I was wondering, Ben, I don't know if uh-huh. this is spite or what, but is there a Patreon goal tier that we could get to? Because I think currently our Patreon goal is $2,000 US and we'll do the McDonald Town, um, McDonald podcast, Land yeah. podcast. Yeah. If we got to say like $5,000 or mm-hmm. $10,000, Mm-hmm. Is there an amount where you would get the Hamburglar tattooed to your body? <laughs> it's so funny. I knew what you were going to say as soon as you said Hamburglar. Because when you said, get ha- get the Hamburglar, I knew you didn't mean apprehend yeah. the Hamburglar. Because that man can't be caught. <laughs> True crime <laughs> podcast on the Hamburglar. Um, is there an amount of money that I could be paid every month mm-hmm. <laughs> until we stop doing this podcast uh-huh. that would mean that I would get the Hamburglar on my body forever? Yeah. Now, some rules about this Hamburglar tattoo before you come to your number. Go uh, for it. It has to be visible to the naked eye. It has to be identifiable. So as it the can't hamburger. be microscopic. Can't be like. Can't be like. You can't go to like one of those Chinese guys who does a poem on rice and he's like, <laughs> make the hamburger <laughs> with this grain of rice and then tattoo that to my body. All right, you okay, can't do okay. that. Um, do can that. I say for a fact you- that there's no tattoo artist in Sydney or Australia even that would tattoo the hamburger unless it was visible. They have the respect okay. for their craft. Good. Good. Um, and Tom, Tom it, do you have any tattoos? No, no, I'm fresh. Right. I, 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 won't, I won't do that. 
All right, Tom, All right. is there an amount Is there an amount that we could get on our Patreon for you to get the hamburger? Sorry, are you asking me, if, is there an amount that you guys could be paid for doing this dumb fucking shit <laughs> yeah. for me to get the hamburger? Something that I have absolutely no un- even understanding of why we're talking about right now. Oh, we'd, we'd, we'd pay for you to get the hamburger tattoo, yeah, Tom, you, or at least you, go half. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for being distribution of this. I appreciate that. Um, um, can I get it? Stylized? Does it have to be like the McDonald's land? Ooh, art? interesting. Like, could I get like someone whose art I really like, like say Simon Griner, <laughs> yeah, to draw to, uh, to, to um, draw? Oh, somebody that who is who is? Let's be clear, identifiably the Hamburglar. Uh huh. Um, I would. I would say. I don't know if. I, I don't know if I would let it be Simon because Simon is. He he's very um, mindful of like I guess your thoughts and feelings. He's a very emotional, sure. mature person. I would, however, let some art psycho like Banksy do it. <laughs> <laughs> like you some know, some I'm... some art psycho who does like great art, but who has no emotional connection to you. I would one hundred percent allow that. Do you know my, one of the things that I actually feel bad about with Simon um, is is when we were in LA because Simon is like a really wonderful artist and also a lovely man. And when we were in LA and I was really drunk and I was like, I want to get a Bobby Pancakes tattoo and was like pointing across the street to a tattoo parlor. I don't know if you know this, Tom, <laughs> but we got really hammered in, in LA and because uh, we were there doing Dragon Friend stuff. And I was like, I need to get a Bobby Pancakes tattoo because that was a Patreon goal that we never thought we'd reach. And I said to Simon, I have a Sharpie here. You draw it on me and then I'll go get it done across the road. And Simon, even though I think he was drunk too, because he's like such a lovely man, was like, Ben, I actually feel really bad about this. I don't think, I don't, I don't want to be part of this really. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I don't want to, I, I feel really weird about you getting something on your body forever that I do kind of now. And what, and I was like, ah, do it. And so he like really labored over this design um, for this little guy that's still on my shoulder. And um, then I went over the road, Tom, and I think Simon came with us to see it. And the guy, I was like, just trace this, please. Um, only I said that a lot more drunkly, <laughs> but I said, just trace this, please. And then he started going and I, and I, I didn't look at it, uh, and, but I looked at Simon and Simon's face was just like white. And so I looked at the tat and like the guy wasn't tracing it at all. Uh-huh. He was just drawing a little guy. <laughs> and I was like, what, what, are you, what are you doing? He's like, you said a little guy. I'm drawing a little guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got like this little kind of like, you know, the fallout art? Yeah. You know, you know, that, you know the guy on the fallout art? Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's sort of like him on my arm. Okay. So I now. guess the next question is, here's how much for the Hamburglar that is drawn by Simon and then drunkenly redrawn <laughs> by, a by LA tape. Yeah. Interestingly, if we just put like a an eye mask and a hat on the guy you've on the Bobby Pancakes you've got, it could be the Hamburglar. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um. All right, Ben. Name a number. Is there a number? Oh fucking hell! Look, if we got to ten thousand US dollars a month, uh-huh. I would get a a, a a tattoo of the Hamburglar. Uh, somewhere visible on my body. Fuck yeah. I cannot right. believe you've bullied me into this. All right, that's, and the, also- that's the goal, everybody. And yeah, that's that would be honestly the greatest thing in the world. Mm. Um, all right, I've got one to take us home if you'd like. Mm. Oh, I would love nothing more than that, Michael. This You know ha- me so well. <laughs> this has... Hang on. Uh, this has been sent in by Thomas uh, Glastonbury. Thank you, Thomas. Oh. Um, 
And it's just in the of, ba- of the festival? Yeah. Mr. Festival? Well, I don't know actually, because this is in this is taken from Balmoral in Queensland. Uh, <laughs> but it could be from Balmoral where the Queen holiday. Oh I think all this the guy's pieces use, are coming together. This guy's using a VPN, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, so, uh, this has been found in Balmoral in Queensland and the t- it's been posted by someone called Laura, who's a highly rated gummy on Gumtree mm-hmm. and it's entitled Prepper's Welcome. Prepper's Welcome, the title of this. Uh, mm-hmm. Laura writes, I have a rural, I have a rural property available for like-minded people to come and hide out in for the next few decades. Love that. If you see what is coming and are ready to contribute labor and energy, and leave ego behind. There is mm-hmm. a spot here for your caravan, or uh, you know, or, or, or build uh, build a mud brick hut or shed or whatever. Are we going straight to mud brick? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the coming apocalypse. Uh, their property comprises of forty two acres, orchard, lake, uh, a lake stocked with fish. There's a forest, a vegetable garden in progress, greenhouse, nursery, windmill, uh, bore water. Uh, off the grid power. If you haven't got the veggie garden going yet, like, I actually don't think you are a prepper. I planted a veggie garden with my two-year-old yesterday. Yeah, who like, goes? If that's who goes windmill? That's still a work in progress. Um, this ad will only remain up for a few days only. Contact if you are motivated and will contribute to the project. There is a lot to do in terms of farming and gardening. Fifteen adults maximum. Children, and older people are occasionally welcome. What do you mean occasionally welcome? Yeah. Um, like, it, I think like, it means like we want, we, we basically want people who can work and contribute and there are older people, maybe on a case-by-case basis, they'll allow some older people. And oh, they don't mean like older and younger people can like just turn up occasionally. They mean no. like occasionally we will accept. A so. Yeah, it's yeah, hard yeah. to monitor that in like the zombie apocalypse to be like someone's mm, coming yeah. back. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you have any? In- are you, I actually don't know this about you, Tom. Are you much of a prepper? I mean, you, I know you have a lot of anxiety, but do you worry that the world is going to be ended, um, and and the, and that you need to move to the country at all? No, because I'm also uh, I'm an absurdist. I love existentialism and reading. So whilst I'm anxious, I'm also uh-huh. completely fine that we're all going to fucking kill ourselves. Okay, okay. Good, okay. To know. good to know. Uh, ben, do you have any doomsday prepping um, bones in your body? You know, that was kind of tested uh, the first time a year ago when we all went into lockdown and we didn't know what it was going to be like and there wasn't a vaccine. And mm. I don't know if you actually remember that time, but it was actually really crazy, like how much stuff people were stocking up on. Like, I have friends who are like not nominally insane who like still have like a spare room in their house or their entire bed is like underneath it is like all tinned goods and like water bladders and stuff. Mm. Like, um, and it was funny because it's like that line um, it, from, I believe it's either um, Measure for Measure or uh, the Mighty Mighty Boss Stones. I think it's the Mighty Mighty Boss Stones, which is I'm not a coward. I've just never been tested because um, I, right. didn't, I, I didn't know if I was a prepper. Mm. And then this happened. A lot of my friends were going kind of cuckoo bananas with the prepping. And so I went to the shops to like, you know, I was like, well, I got a family and I should probably I'm instantly lost interest. Really? Like instantly lost interest. Did you I panic? Like, did, I, I guess we're. Do you know past- what I bought? Do you know? Do you know what I bought a lot of, Michael? What's your? What was and your Tom, panic by purchase? I bought a lot of ham. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's not something that stays, Ben. <laughs> it's it's a notoriously perishable food stuff. Is there ham? In, is your freezer filled with um, frozen ham right now? Or no, I just ate a lot of ham sandwiches for like three days. <laughs> you know what? I I bought a lot of I bought a lot of spring rolls. I don't. Oh, okay. I don't that know fro- why. That freezes. Is that a Dutch I thing? Just, yeah. 
I was just going by the <laughs> the supermarket and uh, I was and I, and I saw that everyone was just filling their trolleys with everything and I was like, "Fuck, is, am I going to run out of food?" And I mm-hmm. so I, I was like, oh, "I'll get a couple of bags of spring rolls then." I guess I've never I don't think I've ever cooked spring rolls at my house. <laughs> maybe once in my life, and I probably mm-hmm. bought let's say probably like five hundred spring rolls all up. I bought that bags is and bags so. Of them. W- you're like you're you're catering a wedding. Yeah, and that that they have sat in my parents' freezer now because we we transported them from Lane Cove to Hurstville, where I live with my parents when we moved in with them, and they just sit in the back um, the back freezer. And there's the, anyway, if anyone wants any spring rolls, get in touch. Mm. <laughs> this is a free to a good home in the podcast. Yeah, it is. Like, Would you like five hundred spring rolls? <laughs> I, I I I dream of I dream of living on a commune. If I'm honest, yeah, yeah, I love the idea of living on a commune. Because obviously, I make I, I'm somebody who makes very little effort to meet to to um to see my friends unless we're making content, mm-hmm. um or doing a podcast or something or you know mm-hmm. um or doing a show or something together, um and I feel like living in a commune and having to like um do a veggie patch with my friend Ben or whatever mm-hmm. it would make me see him in, like do you know what I mean you know in a way I wouldn't have to do a podcast. About. Do you know Michael like. I, I, I mentioned this before. We, we have a little veggie patch in our backyard. Now, you're welcome to come over once the restrictions lift mm. and, and tend that veggie patch with me whenever you so want. What, what, what kind of autonomy could I have of what we grow? Could I choose anything? <laughs> I mean, not like poppies, but sure. Could I, could I grow weed in your backyard, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, fuck, you, really, you know what? You've, you've really backed me into a corner here. Um, you said not poppies, and that's fine. I understand. The heroin yeah. trade tears apart nations. <laughs> when, when, we, when we finish this podcast, I'm going to have to go to tell Anya that I'm, getting a, uh, I'm, on, I'm on the line for a Hamburglar tattoo <laughs> and we're growing weed in our backyard. <laughs> this is going to be a difficult afternoon. Man, I'd, one th- I'd plan for a pleasant Sunday. <laughs> one thing about this uh, article, this, this, this classified. post, this classified, is that it feels like that she's done this before and she's gotten some people who have kind of tried to out her and like take control because she mentions ego a few times. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. yeah. She's like, leave true. your ego at the gate. <laughs> yeah. I don't want another Brent. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine, I think if you, they talk about a lot on the internet now, this main character energy. And I think if you are <laughs> mm. do a doomsday prepper, you have huge mm. main character energy. Like that's interesting. you must see yourself as very special if, if you're prepping for the doomsday. Yeah, I think you've really nailed the commune problem. <laughs> yeah. Which is which is this. I agree with you that being on a commune, living off the fat of the land, uh, you know, where there's rabbits, etc. Imagine the uh, sex parties. Imagine imagine the commune. Well that's sex not parties. well, that's not what I'm talking about, Michael. I'm talking uh, about I think we all going, know what you meant when you said fat uh, of the <laughs> land, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking the rabbits, right? <laughs> <laughs> think, yeah, think of all the cockatiels you can fuck, man. <laughs> so, like, I, I, um, I think that I'm, I'm with you. I think getting back to nature, getting away from the cities, all that sounds very good. The only problem is that the only people right now, before the fall, mm. who are willing to do that with you are, to a person, freaks. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So you need to wait until we get into the cool zone. Where you can start forming communes with normal people mm. before before it's too late, you know what I mean? That's going to be a very very thin window. I reckon there's like a month, right? Before okay. before w- during the time that normal people want to do this with you, and then it's too late. And so you reckon like w- there'll be a certain Antarc- there'll be a certain Arctic or Antarctic ice shelf or whatever that'll fall into the ocean, and a- as it detaches, 
that's like the go time. And you're like, yeah. okay, we've got a month to, before this all goes to shit. Let's get every cool person we know to move to Balmoral. <laughs> but see, but exactly. potentially the definition of cool in this, our current situation is different to then. Like, I'm not going to be thinking who's got a really popular Triple J unearthed like profile <laughs> when that okay, like okay. King, who, yeah. are, who, are, who is cool in that situation for you you're like yeah um yeah. you know here's the thing i um i reckon i have assessed all of my friends on <laughs> on how good they'd be in an apocalypse yeah. I, I i not consciously there's no list anymore oh, sorry there's no list but i reckon like if you were like just to name some people in our friendship group i'd be like oh, okay this is you're tom is walker can i say tom walker. is he up there for you no, he's completely he'd be really? completely useless. Demi, no, on the Tom other Wa- hand, Tom Walker has a lot of upper body strength, and Demi can fix things. Yeah, so, so Demi would my... be useful. I think Demi would be useful. I think Tom would actually be pointless in a, in an apocalypse. Um, I don't want to see. I, I I I I think Demi would like having Tom. Yeah, around, you know, there's I mean? a place for clowning. In well, the so you think you think De- you think um like like someone bringing their um comfort cocker spaniel <laughs> on a plane. You think yeah, that's what I think you think Tom is Demi's comfort animal. <laughs> he's her, he's her emotional support animal. Okay, good to know. I mean, let's not rule it out. Um, I think I would be not the worst, but I don't think I'd be. I think I think I, you know who just going off like past guests on the show who I think I'd be better than. Uh huh. The only one that I can actually think of right now um, is I think I'd be better in the apocalypse than Vic Zerbst. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I'm not really coming up with anybody else. It's because that's because though Vic, I think. Um, prides herself on being particularly impractical. <laughs> you know, yeah, she has she has sort of the um, Vic has the the energy of like a um. I'm not saying she is like this, but she has the intensity of a sort of a 19th century academic who, like a real book learnt kind of um, sort of nutty professor style thing. You know what uh-huh, I mean? She has uh-huh. she has. Are and- you saying that she has the first of all? Do you <laughs> yeah. think that? Do you think that the Nutty Professor was set in the 19th century? I imagine the original was. Do you think the Nutty Professor was written by Charles Dickens? I imagine it was a remake, wasn't it? It was an Arthur Conan Doyle (laughs) novel. I'm going to be honest. I thought it was like an Oscar Wilde something or other. Was Moriarty not the nuttiest professor of all? I I thought it's like obviously it's an Eddie Murphy film, but I reckon it's based on. It's based on on Jekyll and Hyde. Well, no, I'm not. I reckon it's based on like a French. I reckon it's based on some like 19th century French novel or something. Hey guys, I know what it's based on. Will you let me talk? Mm, (laughs) No. (laughs) The Eddie Murphy, the Eddie Murphy film is based on a Jerry Lewis film. Uh huh. And Um, the Jerry Lewis film is based on on a French farce called uh, Les Professeurs Cuckoo. Guys, uh, it's been a delight uh, talking about the Nutty Professor with with you as always. <laughs> mm. um, Tommy, see, I just realised we did that plug up the top, but we didn't actually tell anybody where they could get your merch. Oh yeah, uh, your, don't your worry about the. You don't have to do my merch. If you like it, you can go find it. It's in like all my links. But don't just go listen to it on Spotify because that's for free. If you if you don't know, and they're very silly songs. Artificial intelligence. You can write my name in, which which is Tom Cardi. Yeah. Um, Michael, do you have anything you want to plug? I do. Um, uh, I know. Oh, fuck. How can I, how can I, I can't talk about this exactly. I've got something very cool coming out in about uh, eight weeks' time. Um, <laughs> something very what, cool. Now, what would you like people to do with this information? I would <laughs> like you all, if, if you've ever enjoyed anything I've done, whether uh-huh. it is on this podcast, which hopefully you like, or Dragon Friends or anything, uh, wherever you are in the world, um, 
please go and follow me on uh, Instagram or Twitter or whatever uh, and just stay across because at the start of October, um, something very cool is happening. Yeah. Uh, that is the most useless plug. <laughs> you, you're, you're trying to get like a kind of J.J. Abrams style gorilla kind of buzz campaign. Oh, I, I, I can't tell you what it is, but I mean, uh, uh, it, it's, it's really fucking cool. And it's also he like... He's getting a new hat. He's <laughs> getting it in eight weeks. Um, it's like, I would say it's... Um, Short of um, short of me getting a tattoo gun and putting the Hamburglar on Ben's arm myself, <laughs> this is probably one of the coolest uh, jobs I've ever been able to do. And uh, it's uh, yeah, at the start of October, it's kicking off, and uh, it's the kind of thing I think that Freddie Good Home listeners um, and and um, Dragon Friends listeners would I think uh, very much enjoy. It's kind of in that. In that, we in that cannot space. wait to see the hat. I'm thinking Trilby, Tom. <laughs> I'm thinking Bowler with a big flower on the front. Wonderful. I don't have anything to plug other oh, than. Oh, actually, um, can I can I tell oh, one oh. quick? Can I tell one? Oh, do we have to go? No, you can. You can I tell one it. quick story just to get people juiced for this? <laughs> yeah, sure. Juice me. Okay. I think this is funny. I hope this is funny. I um. So we, we I've been shooting this thing for the last couple of weeks, and uh, one day when I wasn't um uh, in between um shoots, I had to get changed uh, out of out of various wardrobes, right? And oh, I also had to eat lunch, right? And so I was like, I don't want to get my new clothes dirty and my old clothes I've got to wear the next day in a different thing, so I can't get them dirty. So I basically, in my dressing room, stripped down to be nude or just in my underwear, really, to eat my lunch, okay? Which was uh-huh. a lovely fried rice dish. Mm. Um, uh-huh. And this is going to sound like... This I'm is, so this, glad we stopped the end of the show for this. <laughs> this is going to sound like something that happened in a Jim Carrey movie, but it fucking happened to me, okay? So I, ate, I, I was like, fuck, I'm running late. So I just wolfed down this fried rice in my underwear. At which point mm-hmm. I started to feel a little bit bloated. And I was like, I'm going to try and stretch out my stomach in mm-hmm. order to um, digest the food a bit better. Mm. Sure, like so, a snake. Is that what a snake does? Yeah, okay, yeah but so it takes I, like nine months. Just bear in mind. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I lay on the floor of my dressing room, right? Which is, um, which is in, in the studio a lot. And I was sort of doing, you know that, you know the, the sort of scared cat um, stretch? Mm. Yep. Uh, in yoga, I was doing that, and yep. then I was doing the, I guess, downward dog one, those ones. Yep. Just doing both of those, stretching uh-huh. out. And then as I was doing that, I sort of like pulled something in my back and was like, oh, I fucked that. So then I lay on my back uh, and then tried to stretch my lower back muscles by pulling my knees back towards my head. Okay? Like you were trying to suck yourself off? <laughs> well, here's the thing, Ben. <laughs> 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 I was doing this and just like was in such, um, I guess what I would say is frankly pleasure because I was uh-huh. stretching my, I was, I was like, I was like quite tight. And then I was like making some, I was like making some noises. Right. Uh-huh. And as I was doing that, I noticed that I, I, I was like grunting quite um, uh-huh. loudly. Uh-huh. I had my eyes closed. And I was facing the window. I opened my eyes. <laughs> and from that particular angle, from the angle of the window, it looked like like 100% like I was sucking my own dick. Like 100%. How did you know, th- how did you, how did you know that from the angle? Because I can just imagine. You know that scene in The Wire, right? Where McNulty yeah. and Bunk are working out how the bullet <laughs> went through the window. You were doing that. Like, okay. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's. Motherfucker, et cetera, et cetera. That's me with thinking about how it looks through the window. And at that uh-huh. fucking moment, two men appeared uh-huh. out of fucking nowhere 
on one of those like window cleaning things. This is like three <laughs> stories up, staring directly in into into my asshole, looking uh-huh. like I'm trying to suck my own dick, right? Uh-huh. At which point they, I, I, I like opened my eyes and they were like just gobsmacked and staring at me, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, and freaked out. I've never seen two people hoist themselves out <laughs> of the window frame so quickly. They like the man just like grabbing the grabbing the rope and just like yanking it quickly. <laughs> oh wow. Well, anyway, uh, look, I, so, I can't wait until um, people um, get to see your show, Suck Off Challenge. Um, <laughs> that does make me so happy, though, because whenever I see that in a movie, when the window washers come and see something naughty, I'm like, that's lazy writing. But to know that no, this it, happened. It legit happened to me uh, when it looked like I was trying to suck my own dick. Um, <laughs> well, on that note, guys, um, what a joy. Um, <laughs> thanks to all our Patreon subscribers. Um, you know, maybe now that we've said the 10,000, maybe, 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 maybe cool your jets maybe I'll for subscribe. a little while. <laughs> um, but uh, we'll put up some special apps in the next couple of weeks because uh, we haven't put anything up there for a while. But in the meantime, thank you for supporting us. It really does make what we do completely and entirely possible. So thank you. And thank you to Tom Cardi, our wonderful guest, and to Michael Hing. Uh, take, take care of yourself, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you, mates. Until Bye. next time. Bye. If you like pina coladas What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.